Hey Saints, this is Milan Milan. So you already know we are on here to talk about Hebrews 4 verses 1 through 10. Now, before we do that, you know I want to pray. Prayer time. All right, Saints, so let's bow our heads. And pray to the Most High. Dear Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak to everyone listening. Lord, I ask that it is less of me and more of you. Father, you are so gracious. You are so gracious. You are so merciful. I thank you for everything that you have done, are doing, and will do. Lord, I ask that you continue to strengthen me and that you strengthen everyone who's listening to continue in being obedient to your word, spreading your word, Father, to lying down our flesh and picking up our cross, Lord, to follow you to deny self and choose you. Lord, I break, I, I, I pray against everything that comes against the body of Christ. I pray the strongholds are broken, that we realize that we are in our last days, Lord. And we need to continue to spread the word that you are coming back soon, Lord Jesus. And I, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Could never thank you enough. Amen. So, y'all, we about to get into this study. I am so excited. Um, I am going to say I had a bit of a time when when I was led to this I was really tired like really really tired but I wanted of course to read God's word I just didn't know where to go so I asked and I was led to Hebrews 4 so okay let's go to Hebrews and the top of like the the title of the um, chapter, verses 1 through 10, is entitled, and the New King James Version is entitled, The Promise of Rest. <laughs> okay. And King James Version is entitled, The Believer's Rest. So we are going to be reading out a New King James Version just because it's easier for me to read <laughs> from um, so go ahead, get your Bibles, um, get your coffee, get your pen and paper, whatever you feel like you need. So we can get into this. And um, I do thank every one of you for joining. I'm going to give you a little bit to gather what you need. And we'll get right into the scripture.
right, so I hope everybody has what they need. If you don't, go ahead and pause it. This is pre-recorded. <laughs> right, that's the great thing about this technology. You can pause it. Okay, go ahead and pause it and then pick back up. So, Hebrews 4, 1 through 10. New King James Version. The promise of rest. And it reads, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we have believed to enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place on the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying to David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. These, there remain, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. All right. So saints. I do hope you have your Bibles out. Because we finna be over. Up and through. Our love letters. So your pens and papers. Have you want to take notes. Go through it. We finna start. So. There are different types of rest, right? Obviously, the type of rest that I was needing at that moment was like some sleep, okay? Your girl was tired, okay? I was tired. I normally get up at 6 a.m. and I was going to sleep about 2, 3 o'clock, which is only 3 to 4 hours. No, 2 to, yeah, two to three hours before I was to get back up. So I wasn't really giving myself any kind of rest. And so when you think about rest, right? When God created the whole world, the fourth commandment is to keep the Sabbath holy. And when you think about God creating a whole world, he rested on the seventh day, not from him being tired, but that was, I feel like an example for us. You work, work, work. Okay. 
but rest. Rest on the Sabbath. Or if it wasn't important for us to keep the Sabbath holy, it wouldn't have been part of the commandments. If it wasn't important for us to rest, I don't see God resting on the seventh day. But that's what it says. So I feel like if God is not doing any work, if he is resting, okay, and he doesn't rest in the way we rest, but if he's resting, that's a good example, like a perfect example for us. Stop working so much. Put it down, right? Rest, just rest. So that's one kind. Later on in this, these verses, there is a final rest, right? And we all know that final rest is with Jesus Christ. That's the rest I'm waiting for. So you don't really have true rest if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Because we're so busy just being human, trying to figure out everything, trying to do everything, this, that, and the third. But when we just give it to God, we have that relationship with Christ. That's true rest. Okay. So when we look here in the scripture and he speaks about we had the gospel preached to us. They had the gospel preached to them. They rejected the good news because of their unbelief. That's the Israelites that he's actually referring to. So when you think about the Israelites, y'all, when they were wandering through the wilderness, they were wandering for 40 years. I am 44. I could not imagine wandering in the wilderness for the majority of my life. But they did for 40 years. It's because of their unbelief, because they did not submit to Yah, because they did not fully trust in him. He done did miracle after miracle after miracle. You got to remember at this point, when they're in the wilderness, when you read through that story, you realize that the, the Israelites, they were already free from Pharaoh. Okay. They, uh, God had made provisions for them um, with the Red Sea parting. And he was raining down manna, manna's bread. He's raining down manna from heaven. How sweet must that bread have been? And you are sitting here still talking about where is he? He's with you. He is with you. But that's like us, right? I'm not pointing a finger. That's like us today. You go through stuff. You go through it and you like, where is God? Right? Um, He's been there through your whole life, even up until the point that you now face whatever it is that you're facing. But just like the Israelites, when they were wandering through the wilderness, it's just like us when we go through different things in our life and we're saying, where is God? Where is God? He's where he's always been, right? Where he's always been. So just try to remember that. Um, the next time I guess you face with something where you feel like, where's God? Okay. I have to remind myself that. So again, I am not pointing fingers. I'm pointing out, Hey, I'm pointing out what, what they 
what 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 the sin was which was not trusting God right and we can all fall into that trap where we are like okay where's got it okay because like I got a deadline right but see this is the great thing about our creator he is not a part of time space or matter or he couldn't be the creator he created all of that so he's outside of all that and don't you know when you go through what you ever you go through right and then God comes through then you like oh God you right on time of course he is of course he's right on time because we see deadlines he don't see deadlines he see us as we cry out to him and we are praying and we're waiting, right? Let's not be um, in disbelief. Let's not sit and be like, well, where's God? Let's trust and remember about all the times before how he has come through. And trusting him when we go through whatever it is we go through. Because he hasn't left us. Right. But are we being obedient while we waiting in our waiting season? Are we being obedient? So just think about that, because I don't have to think about it for myself. OK, so I'm just telling you, are you being obedient in your waiting season? And let's just not be in disbelief. OK, as the Israelites were in the story we finna read. So. Back to the rest in Mark chapter two, verse 27, it says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was made for man, meaning that is made for us. Let's rest in it. Right. That is what God has given provision for us. Okay. So let's rest in that. Again. If if our creator. On the seventh day. The Sabbath. He didn't do anything. He wasn't creating anything on the Sabbath. Why are we? So. Just think about that y'all. Just think about it. Now if you hear my pages. I apologize. Whew, I apologize. I've been trying to think of other ways. And I, you know, someone told me about cards and I don't know. It's kind of difficult when you're taking notes, honestly. So I'll figure something out. But going into numbers, right? Chapter 20. And let me get to it. Numbers chapter 20. And it's going to be verses 7 through 13 is what we're about to read. And now, this is Moses' era at Kadesh. All right? So, 7 starts off. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus, you shall bring water from for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So, okay, before I continue, the story to this, of course, is within the story with the Israelites in the wilderness, right? During the 40 years. And 
God is instructing Moses what to do so that his reverence will be seen. Okay. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rod twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly. And the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Mirhab. Because the children of Israel contended with the Lord and he was hallowed among them. So y'all, it's a lot happening. Moses did not do exactly what God said. He did what God said, right? However, he didn't do it the way God told him to do. And in being disobedient, right? And what God is telling us to do, then others would then miss his reverence, okay? And this is the story in uh, Moses um, towards the, with the Israelites, right? God was uh, not reverent. He was depriving them of God's glory. Okay. So right here, I'm trying to find it in the verse. Verse eight, God told Moses, um, yeah, God told Moses and Aaron, he said, take the rod, you and your brother, gather the congregation together, right? They did that part. Speak to the rock. He says, speak to the rock. But what did Moses do? In 11, it said, then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rock. God did not tell him to strike the rock. He told him to speak to the rock. What did Moses do besides striking the rock? In 10, it says, Moses said, right? It says, here now, you rebels. God didn't tell him to say any of that, but Moses did that. So you could tell, and rebels has an exclamation point behind it, y'all. So to me, that's saying um, he could have been angry, right? He was excited. He, he wasn't calm about it. And God did not tell him to say that. And God did not tell him to strike the rock. So that's the reason it says that he was disobedient. So because of his disobedience, um, in 12, it says, because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Okay. So Moses is not going to bring the children out into the promised land. Also, just remember that Moses represents the law. 
Moses was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the first five books. Okay. He was inspired. I'm going to say that again. By the Holy Spirit to write the first five books. And so if we want to just be clear, the first five books are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the first five books. So Moses is representing the law. Now, who brought the children of Israel into the promised land? Because it wasn't Moses. So who was it? Joshua. Joshua of the Old Testament is a picture of Christ. And I'm going to break it down as best as I can. So Moses representing the law, he couldn't bring them through because the law is like, the law is like, um, I'm trying to see. The law is like, okay, no, you can't do this. No, yeah, okay, you can do that. No, this is forbidden, right? And if you follow the law, right, you'll be good. Whereas Joshua is a picture, Joshua in the Old Testament is a picture of Christ. So Joshua's Hebrew name is Yehoshua. And Jesus's Hebrew name is Yeshua. Joshua, Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus's Hebrew name. So we can never work our way into the graces of God. That's another reason Moses could not bring the children of Israel into the promised land. Because again, Moses represents the law. Joshua is a picture of Christ in the Old Testament. And it is only that we get to that promised land by God's grace. Right? So it's God's grace that leads us into the promised land. It's grace that leads us, not the law. Right? So, if we know all of this, we then have the ultimate rest. The ultimate rest. For the word of God is living and it is powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That is Hebrews 4 verse 12. So... If we look at 13, it says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. We must give account. 
So, understand that when you do ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven. As far as the east is to the west. Okay? God does not bring it up, like, throw it in your face, right? Like, like someone who hasn't forgiven you. He forgives you. He forgives you. He does. But understand that there will be an account given, right? When we do come before the Lord, everything that we do, whether it's a thought, whether it's something that we said behind someone's back, um, God sees all of it. He sees it all. And he knows it all, right? Because at the end of 12, it says, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So he knows. He knows. It's nobody. It's nothing that we could ever do to fool him. Not that we're trying to fool him, but just know that he sees and knows everything. He sees and knows it all. So the Bible I do love to call it his love letters because I see it as as Jesus's way of showing us how to live, giving us a, a perfect example of how to live, how to be righteous. Okay. I feel as if it does encourage us and also at the same time convicts us. Right. The Holy Spirit will convict you. So it's some things, of course, in the Bible that does not. Um, hold on. Let me say that again. It's a lot of things in the Bible that will not agree with the fleshly you. And until we fully submit to Christ, we're going to be battling those things. And. Life is so much easier. And I say this from experience. From putting my gloves down. Because you're not going to win against God. You're just not. You're not. (laughs) So put your gloves down. Right. Fully submit to Christ. And know that he's the only way. For true salvation. He said it. In John. 14.6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So y'all, it don't get no clearer. Jesus said he the truth. He the way. Nobody is getting to the Father except through him. So, whatever, whatever it is that we struggle with, Lay it all down before the cross. Fully submit to the Father. Ask that he leads you towards him. Ask that it is less of you and more of him. Ask that it is his will and not yours. Right? Because we all know that God knows everything. So if he knows everything, he can see ahead that we don't get to see. And he's always going to have our best interest at heart. When we align our will to his will... We can't go wrong. So yeah, let's fully submit to Christ. Because honestly, he died for us. He was the sacrificial lamb 
and he rose again. So he is the living God, right? He is the living God. There is none above him, none even come close to him. And don't think that you have sinned so big that it cannot be forgiven. Jesus is great. His grace is more than sufficient and it covers all sin. He loves us so much. So, so much. At times I feel unworthy when I think about everything my Jesus has done. Whew. He is amazing. He is amazing and he is worthy. Worthy, I tell you, to be praised. I will forever talk about his goodness. Sing his praises. So if there's anyone who does not know Jesus, now is the time to know him. Now is the time to know him. So in Hebrews, you guys, it's talking about this final rest that we're going to have. Okay, let's not let this world be so consuming that we forget to thank God, that we don't even consult God. Let's not be like in our wilderness, okay, for 40 years. Let's just submit to Christ. Because we know that he loves us. We know that he has our best interest in mind. We know that his way is better and above anything we could ever wish, desire. Whatever you want, whatever you're thinking of, just know that God has a better plan. Right? It don't matter how extravagant you are, know that God has a better plan. So let's just live our lives for Christ. And I want to close with this verse. It's a salvation verse. And yes, yes, yes. Y'all been listening to my podcast. You know it's my favorite one. Romans 10 verses 9 through 11 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And I'm at 13, this says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen, period, right? That's it. You put your whole trust in Jesus. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You will be saved. It's more than just words. You have to believe it, right? You have to trust. Now, I'm not saying that when you do this, life is easy because we all know it's never going to be easy. But the comforting part to trusting in Jesus <laughs> is um, it's a lot of battles you ain't going to have to worry about. 
right? Because you know he already took care of it. It might look rough, right, when you're in the trenches. But you know that our Lord and Savior came through already. That battle's already won. Think about this. If, you know, I'm not going to say if. Because he rose from the dead. So that means death cannot defeat him. What is too hard for our Lord and Savior? I wait. Okay, not nothing. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing. So that is one thing that I personally remind myself when I am faced with certain things that I'm just like, oh my goodness. Right? I have a lot of, oh my goodness, moments. But it's okay. Because then I look up. Because I know my father is looking at me. And I know... How am I to act? I'm not about to be questioning him. Like I used to. I used to. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to question him. Sometimes I don't even have words, y'all, for the stuff that I got to go through. The stuff that I've been going through. I just cry out. And it's okay because he hears that too. And he understands that too. When you can't make words. He understands that too. Think about it. He's our creator. He created me. He knows exactly how many hairs I have on my head. He knows my thoughts before his thought. Mm. Right? <laughs> our God is everything. Everything. So just think about that the next time you are faced with um, a situation that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. Look up and just know that God knows. Give it to God, right? Give it to God. Go in prayer. Go in secret. Talk to the Father about what's on your heart. The more you talk to him, the more you are building your relationship with him. Understand that it is not a religious thing. Religion got Jesus killed. It is not a religion that he's looking for us to follow. <laughs> it's a relationship. So it's not us, oh yeah, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Talk about Jesus, but then don't do anything for Jesus. Nah, nah. Nah, that's not a relationship. That's lip sync. A relationship with Christ is reading his love letters that he done left us, right? Some call it the Bible. And it's nothing against me when I say some call it the Bible. I am completely not trying to be disrespectful. I personally just like to call it love letters because I am reminded on how much he loves us. I'm reminded on how much he loves us when I read those love letters, the Bible. So building our relationship is reading it, right? Daily. Ephesians 6 says to put on the whole armor. Put on your whole armor, not part of it, but put all of it on. Building your relationship with Christ is talking to Jesus throughout your day. Right. Talking to him in the in the morning. Pray to him in the morning. Talk to him throughout the day. Pray to him before you go to bed. Thank him that you were safe from whatever you were safe from. 
thank him that he has blessed you with another day. Because if you woke up, child, it is not your alarm clock. <laughs> it's our Lord and Savior that woke you up. He breathed life into your lungs and woke you up. So we should always be thinking. There should be zero complaints. And I am talking to myself when I say this. Sometimes I complain. I do. I do. I be trying not to. But if we've been 100%. Sometimes I complain. I'm not perfect. But then I am quick to go back and apologize. And lean more into God. It's like I was saying on the previous podcast. Let's just take the analogy of a magnifying glass. Take this magnifying glass off of your problem because when you put a magnifying glass to something, what are you doing? You're making it larger. You're making it bigger, right? Let's put the magnifying glass on our Savior, Jesus Christ. Make him bigger because he's bigger than any problem. Make him the, the object, what we focus on, right? And when we do that, when, when Jesus is bigger, because he is, but when we put the magnifying glass on Jesus and not the problem, <laughs> prayers get answered, right? We grow in strength through Jesus. Y'all, it's so important to share your testimony. So I'm going to be doing a podcast soon about that. I don't know how. It's been on my heart. And I feel like, you know, when we give our testimony, we're bringing others to Christ. We're not saving anybody because we can't save anybody. I can't save a soul. I can sow seeds and my Jesus provides the increase. But when we give our testimonies, other people can see God's love. They can see God's hand through our life. They can see God's mercy, right? His grace. So I'm ending this with a prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for all of your provisions, all of your guidances, all of the love and the mercy, Lord. I ask that if there are any strongholds, Lord, that you break those strongholds. Anything keeping any of us from getting closer and closer to you, Lord Jesus, that it is broken. All chains are broken, Lord. There is nothing stopping us from knowing you, Father. Anybody that is not of you, Lord Jesus, I ask that you speak to their hearts in a way, Lord, that they know they are convicted through the Holy Spirit. That you are, you are God, you are who you say you are, you are King of Kings, you are Lord of Lords. Lord Jesus.
Lord, we live in such, such a fallen world. Lord, please, please speak to your children. Speak to us. Continue to strengthen us, Lord, that we become bold and bolder because of you, because of you, Lord. And we continue to spread your word. Father, I I thank you. I thank you. I wouldn't have made it this far in my life, Lord, without you. And I know that. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. Thank you. All right, you guys. I love you. Jesus loves you more, though. Jesus loves you more. <laughs> Amen. So remember that and, and go to the Father in prayer. Go to the Father for guidance. Go to the Father for everything, right? Everything. Go to Jesus because he's the answer. I don't care what it is. He's the answer. If I was had to pick a multiple choice question, right? I'm going through a quiz and you ask me anything. I'm going to tell you, Jesus, it's always Jesus. Jesus is the answer. I don't care. Jesus is the answer. He the truth. Keep John 14, 6 on your hearts or whatever the Lord tells you, whatever Yah tells you, keep that on your heart. Whatever that verse is, right? Constantly have a verse for the rest of the week. And then next Saturday, right? Or even before then, inbox me. Tell me what that verse was. Let's share God. Let's share his goodness. Because he, <laughs> woo, he deserves all the praises. I tell you, when I tell you about some stuff she girl went through. I am just so grateful. I don't look like what I've been through. Because I've been through some stuff. God is more than worthy. Again, I love y'all. Go in peace. Let your light shine. Share the good news, right? Share that Jesus is coming back soon. Until we meet again, y'all. Peace.